Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. Live from KeyBank Center, this is the post-game show on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Here's your host, Brian Cozio. Six to three, the final. Buffalo with a monster third period. Three goals, two from Olofsson, one from Krebs on all beautiful shots. And a... Much-needed 6-3 victory over the Anaheim Ducks as we welcome you back to KeyBank Center here in the Press Box. Thanks for joining us. Brian Colsey along with Pat Malacaro. We'll be heading down to the locker room shortly. Paul Hamilton's on his way there to talk to some Sabres, get some reaction on this win tonight, which vaults Buffalo to their 23rd win of the season through 45 games. And more importantly, four points back of the final wildcard spot currently being held by the Pittsburgh Penguins. So a... Uh, Good finish to the week, Pat, that started on a rough note with the loss to the Panthers and then a blown lead in Chicago, but they finished the week with two wins and got to feel better about their, where they are right now heading into a four-game road trip. The potential for eight points this week, the Sabres walk away with five. So, yes, it's much better, and especially only getting one out of the first four. And, again, this afternoon, you look at who get on the scoring. Five on five for Victor Olsen in the third period, but before that, you get Peyton Krebs, who has uh, really found a nice spot uh, on his line over the course of this season. What an incredible goal by Dylan Cousins to open the scoring. Yeah, the t- the, You're getting offense from everywhere in the lineup and even from the defense court today. Yeah, I would agree. Ilya Labushkin setting a saber high for him with three points. Uh, and the pass to set up Olofsson for the game winner looked like a thing of beauty on that two-on-one rush. Yeah, there was a duck player that got down on the ice, and Labushkin had to sauce pass across the ice. And credit to Olafson for staying with it as well as, um, you know, it was a perfect pass. And Labushkin, a couple of times today, helped create turnovers and helped create some offense uh, for the Sabres team. He's he's had his issues at times taking penalties in bad situations, but, you know, more often than not, you've, you've seen Ilya Labushkin really contribute both offensively and defensively for this team. Yeah, good first period, great third period. The second was not good, mm-hmm. and the Ducks were able to tie it up there after going into the period down 2 to nothing after Buffalo had taken that early lead. Uh, but the Sabres responded. Part of maybe what we'll hear from Don Granado is 
why was the third better? Well, we saw that we saw some different line combinations in the third. Yeah, pretty much everything was jumbled up for the most part. Uh, we did not see Tage Thompson at times in between Skinner and Tuck. Uh, Peyton Krebs, his final goal came uh, after a pass from Tuck when he moved up to that line. So you know, Jack Quinn maybe uh, shifting lines as well. So uh, interested to maybe hear from Don Granado just kind of what went into that third period, if it was just something simply matchup-wise or if he wanted to get a different look or, or what the, the situation kind of called for. Yeah, I think after that stinker of a second period you know maybe likely here we'll we'll find out that he just wanted to kind of give a little jolt or something to do there um we know though that uh, Olafson continues to play great and uh the setups that from Labushkin we mentioned and then the one where he goes in all alone and uh beats Gibson to give the Sabres that comfort two goal advantage uh with still 12 minutes to go that's a obviously a key spot there Olafson now with 21 goals Pat that's a career high And most of these goals are coming in the five-on-five variety, which was really a thorn in his side last year. I mean, to the point where we thought maybe this offseason or early in the season, hey, this could be a guy that could be out there for trade bait. Well, right now, you'd be crazy to get rid of him. Yeah, and again, you you look back at what the coaching staff has been able to maybe get out of Victor Olofsson. The player has to put in the work and do it on the ice, but you talked a lot early in Don Granato's tenure about how players seem to remake their their career so to speak uh when he took over just what two years ago at this point and several players have taken off and now victor olison is the latest to to really see a lot of those benefits as well six to three sabers over the anaheim ducks buffalo pulling within four points of a wild card spot currently held by the penguins the islanders are the only team in between and the sabers have two games in hand on new york and just two points back Buffalo plays four in a row now on the road to finish out January. Dallas will be the first opponent coming up on Monday night at 8.30. All right, two goals for the first star. Victor Olison. he's up first live with Paul Hamilton. Thanks, Brian. Uh, Victor Olison. Uh, I don't think you guys got uh, Labushkin for his offense. He was defense, but he certainly made a great play on your goal. Describe uh, what happened on that play. Um, yeah, that was a great play by him. I think he first stole the puck uh, on our blue line, and he uh, skated uh, up the ice, and he fed me with a beautiful pass, uh, perfect timing right on my tape, so that was uh, uh, a very easy goal for me. But that's not an easy pass, is it? Because he had to kind of saucer that to you, didn't he? Oh, yeah. I just I just told Oki before, like, that's a really hard pass to make. He kind of, it was it was hard, and it was a little sauce on it, like you said, and um, flat on my, on my tape, so it was a really nice pass. What's it been like for you this year? You've already hit a career high, and there are quite a few more games to go. Uh, you're on a really good streak now, what, six goals in six games? You've been feeling it. Uh, what, what are the things maybe that have been going right for you this year to get up to that total already? Uh, I feel like I had a great start, obviously, and um, that, that helped me a lot. And then I had a... have lost the feed there of Paul with Victor Olison. We hope uh, we'll get the feedback as the Sabres forward getting two goals his 20th and 21st of the season all right back with victor now when you first got together maybe in november you, you didn't have the best stretch there for a few weeks but i mean it, it got you guys got going how much did just sticking together i mean don left you together and you've been really being able to develop something how much does that just help to kind of work through what you were you know going through uh it helps a lot i mean me and mitz have been we've been playing uh a lot last year too together and uh we, we know each other very well and uh, i think joe's just uh we had to uh, kind of find chemistry with him obviously and uh, he, he brings uh, a lot to our game with, with hard work and uh, I think he's 
offensive skills are very underrated too. So uh, it's just been it's nice to to finally get some chemistry going, and uh, I think we've been playing pretty good well. What was the difference between the second period where you guys gave up three goals and the third period where you score three now? I think we just kind of. Um, we started cheating the game a little bit. Uh, we, we made a game hard on ourselves. We didn't get pucks deep. We had a lot of turnovers, and um, they got a lot of skill in, in that locker room. So they, they uh, just uh, scored a couple of goals there and uh, got it right back into the game. But I think we finished it off uh, good in the third. Two straight sellouts, a lot of fun. A lot of fun, yeah. Thanks, Victor. Thank you. Victor Olison in the post game. Brian, back to you. Thank you, Paul. Olifson. 20th and 21st in the third. Again, the game winner coming there to put Buffalo up 4-3 to three and a new career high for Olofsson in this game who played 16-03, was a plus one, and led the team in shots with four, tied with Tuck, who also uh, had four in this game. The Sabres end up with 39. Uh, 39, a high total, but when the opponent gets 37, you usually don't see two that high, Pat. It's it we definitely had some great pace in this game today. Yeah, and it seemed to fly by. Both teams had chances. So many times you have games up and down, not a lot of scoring chances. That was not this game. Zegris, Trevor Zegris, uh, counting for points on all three of Anaheim's goals, not only the first two for them, but an assist on, on uh, Benoit's goal that tied the game at three. And uh, for couple of young teams with a lot of talent it sure, certainly was on display and final stats now brought to you by paddock chevrolet with you for the extra mile we mentioned 39 37 of the shot totals buffalo does get a power play goal one of two anaheim only had one chance they were 0 for one uh Lukanen in the win 34 saves and gibson in the loss he lets in six on 39 shots so he makes 33 saves uh, individually, Krebs with two goals, Olafson with two goals, Labushkin three assists, Dahlin two assists, Tuck two assists. And as I said, Tuck and Olafson leading the way in the shot category with four each among the 39 that the Sabres put up on the Ducks today. And Peyton Krebs once again mixing it up, getting into a yeah. fight. Uh, I don't know if maybe he was, Strom went at it. Yeah, I don't know if Strom challenged him to the fight, of maybe not happy with a, a hit in the defensive zone that led uh, led to that, but... Well, for the second time, we've seen Krebs get into a fight this month. Yep, Krebs, according to Rob, leading the... I don't think there's been another player that's been in two fights this year. Krebs had that other one where he had the blood running down the side of his face and he coming over to the bench, let's go! Right, <laughs> trying to fire the team up, yeah. Yeah, we get to see another one with him here today. Um, you know, that, that second goal from Krebs was a rifle shot in the middle, and that's something we've been noticing about Krebs' short-time career here with the Sabres. A lot of times... He know We know he gives up a possible shot at the net to try to make a great pass. He might be the best passer on the team, but I think it shows that, hey, if you shoot more, maybe some good things will happen. And the confidence is there, right? That You need to have the confidence that if you take the shot, it's going to go in or good things are going to happen, whether you score or your, your teammates. So I think you're also seeing the confidence grow for Krebs as he's now had consistent ice time. We've seen him now on a different line combination, but playing with two veterans that have brought the best out of him uh, since he's been a, a mainstay back in the Sabres lineup and just getting the opportunity, I think that's been the biggest thing for him. Yeah, I agree. Krebs so far, or Krebs in this game, uh, as we said, had the five-minute penalty, but a plus two, uh, three shots on goal. So maybe shooting the puck a little bit more for Peyton Krebs. He's up to six on the season now as uh, Buffalo gets six on the board again in the Goathead uniform. So now... They've scored six every time other than, I think, once they were shut out in the, in these uniforms. Uh, but now road uniforms coming up for the Sabres. Four in a row on the road. Dallas, St. Louis, 
Winnipeg and Minnesota next week. Down to the room, Ilya Labushkin live with Paul. Thanks, Ilya, for uh, coming over and joining us. Uh, three assists. Have you had three assists in the NHL before? No, I don't remember for sure. It's first time. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the one to Krebs where you stepped up at your own blue line. What did you see? And uh, that's not an easy pass, what, is it? What I can uh, catch with puck and go around because nobody in front of me. And I see it's almost three on one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I need to make this pass for sure because it's... Good chance to score, you know. That's not an easy pass, though, is it? You had to kind of get it in the air and saucer it to him? I don't about it, you know. Like, I should just try to do this pass, and I did it, you know. Like, you don't think on an ice. It's mm-hmm. tough pass or doesn't tough pass. Yeah, just play game. Now, your job is to play tough, play defense, that type of thing. You don't normally get involved in the offense. Now that you got a chance to get three assists and get into the offense, is it fun? Coach always talk to me like feel free to join the rush or if you can you know mm-hmm. uh, I have no problem uh, just join some rushes you know but yeah my style it's more like defense defense but sometimes sometimes it's happened yeah. one one more question in the third or second period you guys gave up three goals in the third period you come out and score three goals what was the difference uh, you know, maybe we lost focus a little bit on the second period. We go and play different type of game, but on the third period we come on back for our real game. Fast speed, play aggressive, and we win this game. Thank you for doing this, Ilya. Thank you. Ilya Labushkin, Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul, great. Ilya Labushkin there with three assists today, leading the Sabres to a 6-3 to three victory. Labushkin was star number three in this game today. Krebs with two goals, star number two. And Olafson, who ends up with two goals, is the number one star. I liked what Paul asked Ilya, and I also liked one of the answers, kind of paraphrasing when Paul asked if it's fun to have three assists in a game not known for his offense. And basically, Labushkin saying the, the coaches want him to take those opportunities or, or to the players in general want them if they see an opportunity to take it and we talked about that uh in the pregame today with rasmus Dahlin creating the 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 game-winning goal on thursday and again you know you don't want to you want to help create offense to help your team win not how to sit back and not lose a game and that might be another example i would agree so sabers within four of pittsburgh uh, we'll, again, break down the standings a little bit more. Obviously, a lot of teams are going to play the rest of this day on a busy Saturday. Uh, but Olafson, first star, coming through with the game winner. Uh, we'll make him today our electric player of the game, brought to you by Town Auto Group for an electrifying performance. Be sure to check out Town Auto Group's lineup of EVs. The announced attendance today here at KeyBank Center, a sellout on Youth Hockey Day. A lot of kids in the attendance today, 19,070 and Pat, we've seen a lot of uh, youth hockey teams down on the ice taking pictures here at Center Ice uh, after the game here today. Cool thing that the Sabres did even walking into the building today. Yeah, players getting to choose the the jersey that they uh, wore into the arena today. They, I believe, chose them yesterday after practice. And then as the players came into the building today, uh, all had them on. And a uh, nice touch and something we've seen grow over the last two years. You know, now that fans back in the building and this building is full, um, you're seeing a lot more of that engagement between the players and the fans. And, you know, another example of that. And uh, you're right, seeing some of the youth teams and just seeing teams scattered throughout the arena today. Part of the reason why it was a sellout. And 
you know, maybe you don't have the opportunity to come down normally on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night to come see a game, but a Saturday afternoon, a Sunday afternoon evening makes it much easier. And uh, what better way for, I know for me as a kid growing up, one of the ways you learn how to be a better player is by watching the professional athletes in person and what a great better better way to do it than today. Yeah, and probably I think we're going to see good crowds in the next month of home games because there's only five. Mm-hmm. Between now, today, January 21st, and March 4th, it's only five Sabre home games. So we're about a month month and a half almost with just five Sabre home games. So uh, I think we'll see good crowds coming up here. The next home game is in February for Buffalo, February 1st against Carolina, uh, and then about a week and a half off for the All-Star break this year, which will be in South Florida, Pat. Yeah, you've got the All-Star break and the bye week mixed right in there. So, yeah, it's going to be a a long layoff, and we know Tage Thompson, the only Sabre representative so far. Two goals for Peyton Krebs. We go back to the room live with Paul now. Here he is with Paul Hamilton. Well, Peyton, I think Rob Ray's going to take you home and give you some fighting (laughs) lessons. Uh, He's impressed. He likes it. Uh, Two goals and a fight for you tonight. Uh, Talk about your afternoon. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, just trying to play consistent and you know smile out there. Um, yeah, got a little scrap there. Uh, had a lot of fun doing it. So uh, and then scoring some goals. So um, you know my line mates uh, moving the pucks to me and I, I told them to feed me. So they did that and uh, yeah, it's a good time. How'd you and Strom get going there? Uh, I hit him. He slashed me and then he asked me to go and I was like, let's do it. So that's all. <laughs> yeah. How much fun do you have having such a productive game? Two goals in a fight today. Yeah, it's it's a blast. Uh, you know, I think whether it's this, this game or the other game, past games, I, I just keep, try to keep a smile on my face and um, have a lot of fun. Obviously, scoring and, and the fight uh, makes makes it a lot more fun. But it's uh, it's a good time. Were you hoping for that assist? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Just playing, having a good time. How about uh, playing with that line? It seems like you've learned a lot from them. Uh, you're willing to go to the dirty areas to get goals just like they do. That's why you scored. I mean, Darlene gets the puck in there. You guys fight for the puck, and it goes in. But still a very nice play by Darlene on your goal, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Dahl's obviously, uh, we've watched him all year. He's, he's a special player, and uh, anytime he has a puck, you go to the net, uh, he's going to find your tape. So, um, no, I, I've learned so much from uh, playing with uh, Zemgis and Oki there. I look up to him a lot. Um, it's it's special. They they teach you just to stay consistent with it, play the right way, and, and, and success will come. So um, I think every game we've had a lot of chances to score, and tonight we uh, put it in the net. Since you set out a couple of games, you've really re- uh, you know come back with authority. Just how did you handle and use that extra time for that game or two, whatever it was, you were yeah. out just to reset, I guess maybe. Yeah, I think um, you know. Anytime you're out, you just want to be a student of the game, learn as much as you can. Um, you know, get your body a little rest when you are. Uh, I think Donnie and obviously uh, all the coaches, Ellie, uh, they do a good job with me, sitting me down and going through all my shifts and everything, and uh, just being patient with that. And then when I get on the ice, just let me do my thing. So uh, I'm just trying to stay consistent, like I said, and have a lot of fun. Are you making an effort to shoot more? I know you're a passer, and yeah. we've talked about that, but are you making an effort to try to shoot more? Um, I think what I've learned is if you know when you, when you pass through the shot, the passes op- open up more, and you, when you shoot more, the passes te- you know tend to open up more. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just trying to you know if the shot's there, definitely make it because I have I know Key and Z will be going to the nets, and uh, when the pass is there, make the pass. What is this? this weekend meant to you tonight, not only Ryan in the building, but all the alumni from that area. Yeah, um, it's special. Obviously, Ryan, you can see what he, he means to the city, and, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun being around this, and it's a special moment. So, um, no, I'm, I'm really honored to put the Sabre jersey on every, every day, and, uh, you know, we have some really good alum that uh, represent it well. 
What was your uh, fighting track record before this year? <laughs> Zero fights. Uh, um, no, uh, my brother's been in a lot in the Western League, so I had to, I watched a few of his. Of his uh, just a, a lot of stick battles usually. Usually I just slash people, but I decided to um, drop the gloves here. What did you yeah. notice about what it did to the group uh, coming in at intermission? A little bit of a spark. Yeah, I just that's what I'm trying to do. Just you know, uh, pump up the boys, get them fired up to you know uh, have the best period possible. Um, and we did that. Thank you, Peyton. Yep. Peyton you. Krebs in the post game. Brian, back to you. There's the second star. Thank you, Paul, with Peyton Krebs, his fifth and sixth of the season. Buffalo winning today, six to three over Anaheim in front of a sellout crowd at KeyBank Center. Buffalo's next home game is February first against Carolina. But for now, four home or four road games coming up. The first one Monday night in Dallas at 8.30. At this time, we're going to say goodbye to all of our local affiliate stations. If you want to keep listening to the post game, tune in to WGR550.com or you can listen in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on our flagship here in Buffalo on Sports Radio 550, more post game coming up. We'll have Don Granado's post game comments. We'll get you highlights, play of the game coming up. Paul Hamilton's take, update you on the standings. As we roll on here from KeyBank Center. Final score, Buffalo 6, Anaheim 3. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. You're listening to the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. All right, back here at KeyBank Center, 6-3 Sabres. Don Granato now meeting with the media live. The, well, I like the fact that we, we, we had some adversity throughout the game. Uh, I thought... Upi had to be really good consistently when there was a quick lapse. They executed well on some on some when we gave up time and space. They executed, and that was. Uh, I mean, it's going to happen through the course of a game. But I thought Upi was really good even after the third one in, which is not an easy situation for him. Now it's tied three three, and there's there's mounting pressure on the goalie. Uh, but I give our guys lots of credit. I thought we were fresh. Uh, although maybe our timing wasn't quite there specifically early. Uh, we had way more energy. We spoke pri- pregame about the need to take yesterday off and that our team can execute much better when we're fresh. I thought uh, we were able to execute and finish. Uh, when we're tired, you see us miss nets and not convert around the net. Uh, and so I thought that was really good for us tonight. Uh, could we have been a little sharper and smarter at times? Absolutely. But um, obviously glad our guys looked rested. And again, another another day, two two nights back-to-back uh, games of 18,000-plus in the building, and I thought that was a factor. Uh, nice to see that, feel that energy as well. What has allowed, in your opinion, Dylan to take that next step offensively and really be the play driver that he's been for you guys? I, I think it's, it's just natural growth combined with competitiveness and talent. Uh, when you look at his age, he's extremely young. He was even, obviously, even younger last year, so beyond extremely young last year. And when you compete and work and have the talent skill that he has, you just keep getting better. And um, I've said it lots of times, that offseason season guys can step back and reflect on the year and breathe and so there's usually massive growth for younger players just from the last game of the regular season or last game of the season to the first game next year Uh, and we've tried to accelerate that dynamic even keeping guys young guys out of the lineup for a couple games at a time this year and that said you can see Peyton Krebs Uh, he's done that we've used that as part of his development just step back 
get a bigger picture, breathe a little bit, and uh, you can see he's added to his game shooting the puck and, and, and shooting with conviction and a big night for him. So, you know, I'll lump him in with Cuzzy, and it's just a natural, I think, a natural pattern of growth for young players. Dylan steps off the ice on Thursday night, hands his stick and the puck to Ryan Miller's son. What, I guess, what does that say about him as a person? And then you, I mean, you've gotten to know Dylan quite a bit over the years since he got first arrived. Yeah, we're we're very lucky as an organization to have lots of players that think of others, uh, and and I think that starts with Zemgis, um, Kyle, and and Dolls as captains. I mean, they are they are very very thoughtful. Um, of other people, and, and it, I think it filters down. And um, you know, I think we've got the right people, our scouts, from our scouts to 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 Kevin. You know, when we make decisions, it's the big part of our decisions is we think of our community and we think of our, you know, what we want to be and what we want to project. So when you tell me a story like that, I didn't realize that that Dylan did that, but uh, very nice to hear. Maturity and evolution of your team, do you think, signified by the third period? Like you said, the pressure is building. It's three three and. You got a full house. You're at home. You got to go grab the game, and your team just went out and did it. Yes, yes, and I, and again, I think two components are we're hopefully learning from uh, our our own disappointments at home, um, not living up to our own personal standards at home, and certain games and, and incidents. We spoke of that prior to the game. We spoke of that. Uh, you know, we we our objective today was to take yesterday. Uh, based on the, the intensity of the schedule and, and reflecting on it, uh, we hadn't been fresh in, in games. And so, okay, we, we were going to take that opportunity to rest yesterday, knowing that uh, this is going to, you know, there's going to be pressure today to perform. We've, 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 you know, not lived up to our personal expectations in a couple games prior to this in the last two weeks. And so it was a big, big for our guys to, to push through that. It is. It's he's he's again growing. So you know, pregame we talked about uh, you know Olafson and Middlestead playing better and better, and um, you know they've worked for it, and and it's no different than anybody else. You know, I don't want to separate those guys as far as work ethic because everybody's got to work to get better. And you know, Vic is uh, there's been some chemistry developed with Jost, Middlestead, and, and Vic, uh, but tonight tonight it was it was beyond chemistry. He he just. You know, he, he was uh, very impressive in a couple instances with the goals and um, stringing, stringing together. All those guys are stringing together. Lots of uh, games consecutive, being very consistent. And uh, I told the team afterwards, we had three guys tonight. For, for me, when I, when I reflect on that game, Oopy would be the fourth uh, that, that I guess we can add him that all fit, uh, that had big games. The four players have faced a lot of adversity this year, a lot of challenge this year. Some have been in and out of the lineup. Some have been called out, you know, uh, uh, not even by me, but 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 publicly, and, and, and it's been hard on them. Uh, and Victor's one of them, and he just did the right things through that and helped us win a game in a big way. Oopie did that. Krebs did that. He was out of the lineup a week ago for two games. And then uh, Labushkin had three assists, I think, tonight. So that's uh, that's something that our team takes a lot of pride in, those guys knowing their teammates fought through adversity, and tonight was a big night for those guys. Don, after being out a few games, what does it say about Krebs the way that he was able to perform today? Two goals and then a little scrap in there, too. 
Yeah, the scrap was. Uh, he, he he loves that probably more than I. Um, but uh, he 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 has a way of making sure he does it right in front of his teammates. So the two fights he has it right in front of the bench, so he can turn around and tell the bench, "Let's go now." Uh, so definite leadership components there uh, to get to get his team going, and love his fire, love his energy. The the nice thing is. You know, he's not coming in the lineup and trying to prove something to, to us as coaches or to Kevin as a general manager. He, he knows we believe in him. And he's just coming in and he's, he's taken the opportunity to, to sit out a couple, when he sat out a couple games, to f- add something to his game and to find ways to add things to a game. And, and I don't think any of us have seen him rip a puck the way he scored that second goal tonight. And you don't shoot that if you don't believe you can score from there. And I don't know if that was the case earlier in the year, even even three weeks ago, that, that – he would have taken a shot from that area because you don't think he can score from that area. So that's a big, big change. And, again, that's just another piece he's adding to his game. And if we can get a guy like that believing he can score, his passing is going to be even more dangerous because you'll have to respect that shot. And that's a big addition uh, to his skill set. You mentioned Labushkin, and i was been thinking this for a while now. I know when he came back in the lap, it was pain tolerance. He's had two injuries. But I watched him when he got that puck at the blue line. He was skating well coming up to, to produce that two-on-one. Was he playing injured, and is he starting to feel better now? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Paul. I think that's, uh, that's, that's valuable insight, and I would say yes. There's not many guys that aren't playing injured and sore and tired, but, but Boosh came back early from injuries. I know, you know the injuries I kept saying day-to-day-to-day. Uh, pain tolerance, and I can tell you, the, these guys don't come back when they're 100%. They come back when they're about 70, <laughs> and it's lots and lots of times. And so for him, he has been hindered at that. We've watched his practice load, his workload even, uh, and, yes, he is feeling better every day. Yeah, that was tactically genius on his part. <laughs> Uh, to do that, so his teammates noticed that as well. But uh, to to get a whistle blown and we had a two-on-one against was was uh, worth the fight itself, I guess. So, thanks everyone. All right, there's Sabres head coach Don Granado after the 6-3 victory today over Anaheim. His thoughts brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. We continue to say that the Sabres have no injuries, but you heard at least a little elaboration there from. Don Granato, how Labushkin still not 100%, and uh, obviously a quality game for Labushkin today. His game was highlighted with the three assists, including the great setup for Olofsson on the game winner. Our injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. We'll take a timeout, come back. Paul Hamilton's take, Pat with a scoreboard. We'll uh, look ahead to the night in the NHL. 6-3, Sabres win it. More postgame in a moment. Live at KeyBank Center, I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Sabres looking for someone to step up and create a moment. Anaheim looking to do the same. And Lukanen with the save on Carrick. That save from Ukapeka Lukanen happening right after Victor Olofsson had given Buffalo the lead back. Lukanen very busy in this game. 36 shots, 33 saves. That one... Our save of the game brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. Well, I mentioned the Olafson goal. That ends up being the game winner. 212 
into period number three on a two-on-one on a perfect setup from Ilya Labushkin. Bats it ahead. Now Labushkin jumps down the left side. He's got Olofsson without scores! Labushkin busts down the wing and sets up Victor Olofsson to put Buffalo back on top. Game winner for Victor Olofsson, the first of two on the night, his 20th of the season. Later he'd get his 21st. That is the play of the game, brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. Brian Colziel, Pat Malacaro back up here on the Press Box, 6-3 Sabres win it. Back down to the media room we go, and Paul Hamilton to get his final thoughts on this one. Paul, a good start in the first, obviously a step back in the second, but as Don Granato says, maybe another sign of maturity how they handled the third period to come out and take a game that they really should have with where Anaheim is in the standings this year. Yeah, and they knew the same thing we were thinking. You can't blow two goal leads to both Chicago and Anaheim in the same week and, and not win either game. So, uh, you know, they, they gave up three goals in the second period. They gave up 19 shots. It was a lot of kind of poor play. But they went in the locker room. They regrouped, came out played their game again, got to their game quickly in the third period, and scored three goals of their own and, uh, you know, put the game away with no doubt. Paul Olofsson's improvement, five-on-five, something we've been discussing this year, but, I mean, he just continues to make plays. Uh, I know the Labushkin goal, he called an easy one, um, but the second one, too, I mean, he's just going in with such confidence right now. We know he has a lethal shot. His, His game and his line right now, are really have been as good as any Sabre here over the last month. Yeah, if you're the Anaheim Ducks and you're going to turn the puck over at center ice, you might want to make sure Olison's not the guy walking in on a breakaway right now as that was his sixth goal in six games and, uh, you know, is now a career high for him. So, you know, he, he has a lot of confidence, and that was a good play by Labushkin, and I'm glad I asked that question, Granado, because it's something I've been meaning to ask him and I keep forgetting. I just felt Labushkin looked to me like he was playing hurt I know he got hurt and was out of the lineup twice, and I know Don Granato talked about, you know, for him to get back into the lineup, it was going to be pain management, and he just didn't look like the guy I saw in Arizona and Toronto until tonight, and that's not just the three assists. It's kind of what led to the assists to, to Olofsson, that he jumped up, picked off the pass, makes the play, and takes off. And you could skate, see he was skating well. You know, he, he, he really turned it on, was skating well down the wing, and not only found Olison, but that's not an easy pass. He's got to make sure he gets it over the stick of the defenseman, and he did. The defenseman thought he had the pass nailed, but he, he actually didn't. And that's a nice saucer pass, backhand saucer pass by Labushkin to get it over the defenseman's stick and right on the stick of Olison, who rips it. And uh, I, I just thought not only because he had three assists, just, I thought his overall game, the way he was skating, the way he looked, I just thought was better. And Granado confirmed that, yes, you know, he had been playing hurt, and yes, he's starting to feel better. Yeah, that was something you had noted that you figured, you know, Paul, when we were discussing that maybe a negative piece of Labushin's game this year has been the penalties, which is something he hasn't done at least in these last two games. Um, you thought maybe, hey, you know what, maybe he's still playing hurt uh, because you've gotten the sense from him this year. Uh, just through his conversations, that he wants to be out there if he can even just tie his own skates, it seems like, right? Mm-hmm. Even if he's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And Granado said, you know, yeah. 
a lot of players aren't 100% where they came back, and he talked about 70%. Maybe that's where Labushkin was, maybe around 7%. But don't forget that one game he came back in Tampa, he, he, he was in a rocking boot. He really wasn't ready to come back, but Darlene couldn't play that game. They already had Samuelson out. Uh, they already had Yoki Haru out. They basically, he had to play. If he, could, if he could lace on skates, he had to go out there, and he did. Uh, and, you know, started playing again, but he wasn't really ready to play again. And, you know, I think he showed tonight, today he can be a very effective defenseman when he's healthy, and I think we this might have been one of the first games we've seen him healthy. 6-3, Sabres beat the Ducks. Paul Hamilton here with us on the postgame show, live from the media room downstairs. Paul, how about Krebs' day? Two goals, he gets into the fight. Um, I think he expressed it, and then Don Granato expressed it, that hey, maybe the shooting thing, not only may I score more, but now teams may have to defend it a little, which may ultimately open up what I do best, which is to pass the puck. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons Thompson started opening up so much in the power play because when Cousins went to the other side, Cousins scored a couple of times from over there. And they had to respect his side too. And then Darlene has to shoot from the point, and he scored some from the point. Well, now they're like, well, we can't shade to Thompson too much or these other guys are going to kill us. And I think maybe that's why that unit on the power play has struggled a little bit. Now, for the most part, that unit scored. They were just starting to change. Cousins was the only one, though, that got off, and Olison was on there. Other than that, it was the same power play. But, you know, they made a good play by, you know, Tuck and Krebs both going to the net. Tuck got Kre- – I'm sorry, um, Skinner. And Tuck got Skinner the puck and then screened and Skinner scored on it. So maybe that will help that power play unit to get going a little bit uh, and get back to where they were. All right, Paul, let's finish up with what's next now. Sabres with the win within four points of a wild card spot, but they've been at this spot in the standings a couple of times over the last few weeks, Paul, and then they seem to maybe take that step back. They've got four uh, four in a row on the road, and they're going to face the top three teams in the Central to start here. Dallas, Winnipeg, and Minnesota are on this trip, uh, and then St. Louis as well. So will they take that step back to create more work for themselves, or you know, do they keep this going here on this road trip? This is maybe a, a pivotal point uh, in the course of the season, and if they are going to be legitimately in the race or not. Well, this crazy schedule started with Minnesota and is going to end with Minnesota. Do you remember what I I know I counted it up right during the Minnesota game. It was... 13 games, is it, in 22 days, I believe? 13 and 22. Yeah, 13 and 22 that they're closing out here. And I know it drives Don Granato crazy, but he knows he has to. He's not going to practice again tomorrow. And he didn't practice yesterday. I mean, the off days, his team is showing him they have to get fresh. That doesn't mean they don't meet and they don't look, look at film and do those things. It's not just, hey, let's go out and do whatever. They're doing hockey things, but they 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 just feel they can't be on the ice, especially now, since they have to travel and uh, play two games in a row on Monday and Tuesday. So it's like, well, practicing just probably isn't a good thing to do. So they're going to get on their plane, go probably get to, to Dallas in time to watch the Buffalo Bills play, which they enjoy doing as a team. Which is honestly, people say, well, you should be doing this, that. No, you know what? Team bonding is very important also, and if they all sit together in a conference room there or whatever and watch the Bills game together, that that's good for the team too. And 
uh, you know, expending energy that you don't really need to expend on a Sunday on the practice ice, you know, probably is the best idea. And the sports science people help Granado and the coaching staff in their decisions here too. They they talk to them. They know the fatigue. They know recovery rates. They you know that's that's their job. That's what they study. They know these players. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the recommendation was you're probably better off not going on the ice. Yep. Paul, thank you for all your work. I know uh, we're going to hear your conversation, one-on-one interview with Ryan Miller coming up here in just a few minutes. So appreciate that. And uh, we'll chat on Monday. Looking forward to it. Take care. Okay. Thank you very much. Paul Hamilton down to the Sabres Media Room. Buffalo getting their 23rd win of the season. 49 points within four of the Penguins. But some of these teams do play tonight. So, Let's see what's going on in the rest of the NHL. We bring Pat Malacaro back in here to take us around the scores. Hey, Brian, we'll start in Calgary where it's Hockey Day in Canada, the first game of the day in the Great White North underway where the Flames lead the Lightning 1-0 thanks to Nazem Kadri's 18th of the season. 6 o'clock faceoff tonight as the Wild are in Florida to take on the Panthers while San Jose in Columbus tonight takes on the Blue Jackets. That's a 7 o'clock faceoff. Eric Carlson, 62 points on the year, 47 assists, has led to many of those trade rumors uh, potential uh, for the veteran to uh, land with a playoff team potentially uh, at the deadline. 7 o'clock for the Red Wings and the Flyers, while the Canadiens will be without Cole Caulfield for the rest of the season. will undergo season-ending shoulder surgery. The Canadiens host the Maple Leafs tonight at 7 o'clock. Also at 7, the Senators host the Jets. 7.30, the Hurricanes are in New York to take on the Islanders, while the Coyotes and Stars meet at 8 o'clock tonight. That's Buffalo's next opponent down in Dallas. The Predators and Kings have an 8 o'clock faceoff from Nashville, while St. Louis hosts the Blackhawks. 10 o'clock, it's the Avalanche and Kraken from Seattle. Canucks and Oilers meeting tonight in Vancouver. And again, the questions to Bruce Boudreaux about potentially coaching in his last game. Uh, Rumors swirl there in Vancouver. And also at 10 tonight, it's the Golden Knights and Capitals from Vegas. And we're just about 40 minutes away from kickoff in the division round of the NFL playoffs. AFC side of things have the Chiefs and Jaguars in Kansas City at 4.30. And at 8.15 tonight, the top team in the NFC, Eagles, will host the Giants, Brian. All those games today and the second game tomorrow, Cowboys 49ers, you can catch uh, on the bet 1520. And, of course, tomorrow on our flagship station here, WGR, we'll have Bills Bengals coverage starting tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And uh, then, of course, leading all the way up to kickoff at 3, Bills and Bengals. So uh, exciting times uh, for the Bills tomorrow and football fans here in western New York. Okay, Pat, so four points now. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned it with Paul. They've gotten this close a couple other times and then have fallen back here. They're going to get four the games in hand piece plus keeping pace. The chance will be there for him them to maybe end February or excuse me end January in a really really good spot if they want to. And tonight's a night where the Islanders are taking on one of the best teams in their division in Carolina, the top yeah. team in the Metropolitan right now. So if you're you're sitting here saying this was a game the Sabers needed to win to begin with, but they also you beat the Ducks today and tonight the Hurricanes have a chance to beat the Islanders. This is the scenario you're looking for where you beat the teams you're supposed to and the Islanders are going to play some tough teams along the way as well. So that's one of them tonight, and you're right. Now you're within four points. Uh, I don't know the Islanders' schedule offhand, but I have to think that maybe one of those games in hand will be used up uh, over the next week or so, and if you get those two points there, now you're within one game of the Islanders, and that's 
one of the teams that you have to leapfrog, the team you have to get past uh, to, to be in the conversation for tracking down one of those wild card spots, and now you're in a, in a race from the all-star break on when uh, things get, get very interesting for, for all teams across the league. Let's uh, finish up with our first response from the fans, brought to you by ServePro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. ServePro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit teamluzzy.com. A lot of responses into Peyton Krebs's talking here, Pat, about just saying, hey, it's fun, I'm trying to play consistent, I'm trying to smile out there, hey, getting in a scrap, having a good time. Uh, let's hear what some of the fans have to say about it. Uh, you can always send me your thoughts after each and every game at Brian WGR on Twitter. Uh, at Let's Go Buffalo says he's got the attitude, but he needs to take some boxing classes after their playoff run this year. <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing. Look, he's not the biggest guy, but it doesn't take the biggest guy to, to go out there and when, when the time calls for it. Uh, you heard him. We got we got our answer as to why the fight happened. It was the hit on Strom and then a uh, little, little uh, slash on the shin guard. So, um, you know, for Krebs, look, there's a player that's bought in. It, it, it's not easy to be scratched and to, to be a healthy scratch at that for a team, even as a young player, uh, former first-round pick, uh, top prospect for Vegas, one of the reasons why the Sabres acquired him from the Golden Knights last year, had a good uh, stint with the Sabres last season and then comes into this year without a spot in the lineup regularly at the beginning. That's not easy for a young player, but uh, he is really, uh, whether it's through the communication between the, the coaching staff and Krebs, he's really bought in. At Big Fella Matias says, what makes it even funnier is that fighting is so inconsequential to him. He says, I lead the team in scraps. Yeah, I don't care if I get pounded. I'm still just going to throw them and then walk down Broadway and shoot whenever I want. <laughs> Rockstar. <laughs> Good stuff there. Uh, others chiming in on Krebs's comments. Uh, Beth says, uh, I'm definitely noticing his smile. Very good energy from him. Uh, Jesse chiming in saying, yes, Strom ended up killing an odd man rush for his own team in the process. That's yeah, right. That, the puck was heading toward the Buffalo end at that point. And yeah. you heard uh, the question to, to Don <laughs> Granado as well as, uh, right at the end of his press conference. So, yeah, heads up play by Peyton Krebs. Yeah, fighting right in front of his own bench twice to make sure his teammates see it. And then he gets up and says, let's go now. <laughs> Good stuff from, from Krebs, uh, who scored twice in this Sabres win today. All right, more good stuff to come here before we leave you here from KeyBank Center as the Sabres win over the Anaheim Ducks 6-3. to uh, More from Ryan Miller. Night extended into today's afternoon game. He dropped the ceremonial uh, puck drop before the game, and I thought a really, really cool moment that instead of having the captains out there, they had two goalies out there, both U.S.-born goaltenders, Craig Anderson and John Gibson uh, from the Sabres and Ducks, respectively, were out there to uh, take that face off with Miller and his son also out there as well. So a, a cool photographic moment. I don't know if I've ever seen two goalies, Pat, take that ceremonial puck drop. No, you're right. And a former teammate and John Gibson. And, uh, again, you know, we, we talked about it, but to, to kind of uh, cap off what has been a very fun 48 hours here at Key Bank Center uh, what, from – the folks in the front office and game presentation to the Sabres players and staff sitting on the bench watching the ceremony. It's, it was all top-notch, well done, and uh, that was just kind of the capper on it. You, you always think to see the captains out there, but uh, when do you think that the goalies would be the ones at the ceremonial puck drop? So another nice little touch by whoever came up with that idea. Yeah, kudos to the Sabres staff, everybody. They did a great job with all of the, uh, the Ryan Miller days here. Speaking of Miller, he was also kind enough to uh, – Give us some minutes today to reflect on 
his Jersey uh, retirement ceremony night as well as his inducted into the Buffalo Sabres Hall of Fame. So uh, before we leave you here from KeyBank Center, let's hear Paul Hamilton with his exclusive one-on-one with Ryan Miller. It was just uh, wonderful to have friends, family, and uh, in attendance and then have a real moment with the fans on the ice. And um, Yeah, it's, it's, it is still a little surreal to look up and see a banner, though. It, I think that's the only part that is sinking in still, but everything else was just fun. I was happy in the moment, took it all in, and really, uh, really happy. I really enjoyed your story about when you said you first came in the building and looked up there and thought that'd be cool. Yeah. You know, now that you stood at center ice and watched that number go up, was it everything you thought it would be? Uh, yeah, I mean, you certainly can't predict anything along the way, but uh, um, to be in the building again and, and have uh, that feeling where the fans are cheering and and to to look back on all the fun times here, that was uh, kind of what passes through as it's going up and, and uh it was just a lot of fun. How much fun was it to celebrate with the players when they win like that yeah. and the place explodes? A lot of those kids have never heard this place explode like that. You have, yeah. but they haven't. I mean, what was yeah. that like? I know. It's like how lucky we, we were to uh, to come together as a group and win some big games and have some fun. And, uh, yeah, I hope it's inspiring for them. Uh, they're a good team. They have a, they have a chance to do something. It just is all going to come down to uh, are they going to make that step with confidence? Are they going to come together? Are they going to you know, feel strongly about each other like I think our group did? And it was just, even before the game, like we had the alumni boys, and what helped me settle myself down was we got an hour together, and we were just laughing, having fun. And on the way out, we're laughing and carving guys. And by the time I walked out there, I was, thought I'd be nervous and emotional, but I was happy. And I got to talk to the crowd and um, just enjoy it. Um, and that was because the boys were there, right? Mm-hmm. And. And also, I didn't have to sit there and talk to my family. They were behind me. I think if I had to stare them in the eye and say something, it would have been more emotional that way. But uh, I knew I had the boys out there, and it was just a lot of fun. And you could really take in the crowd, and that pumps you up, too. And I think that's what the uh, current team can take away. It's just like that's kind of what the lesson was. It's like there's passion, there's energy in the crowd. And if you use it, like it's a, it's a home rank advantage. Like It's a home city advantage You know, if you really get down to it. And, you can uh, learn how to harness that and feel good about it, then you know you, you have another you know another weapon. I remember Danny Breer told me not too long ago after one of the playoff overtime goals, he said we sat in the room. He goes the room actually shook. He said nobody would leave, and he said it almost seemed like they were coming through the ceiling. Do you remember that? Yeah, no, I do. They were so excited for I think double overtime against uh, Philly game one probably because mm-hmm. you know it was that first playoff game uh with that group and um yeah it was a uh, just a great moment uh especially for danny but uh for all of us we, we i do remember you know no one wanted to leave and that was kind of the feeling uh, we took away too we don't want to stop you know playing that kind of hockey so um again there's a lot to be learned like i said from the history like the hall of fame and honoring history and i think that uh you know hopefully they got a little bit of taste of what uh you know, our group meant to the, the city, and they certainly delivered, and, and they earned those uh, uh, those big cheers uh, that night because they played a great game, and they sealed it with, uh, you know, a great play in overtime, and, and uh, you know, that was a really nice night. 
You mentioned a little bit how Kevin Adams seems to be doing it right here, how he's developing this team. And you've had a chance now maybe to meet some of them and talk to a few of them and maybe see what kind of people they actually are. Yeah. And that's important. You need talent. There's no question about that. But you also need good people, don't you? Good people who care. Yeah, you have to care about each other in the room first and foremost. Uh, and then you can kind of start to branch out a bit. I think once the guys get comfortable with each other and a year or two here and there, okay, that might do it. But I think you look back on our group. You know, we had three, four years together. We did some things together in those times in the American League, and we kind of were already settled in in a way when we kind of all arrived here, some of us at different times. But, uh, you know, that feeling about each other, was it's not an overnight thing, and it's not a light switch. Uh, uh, but the fun part is it's hard to turn off. Like, we just saw each other the other night, and you pick up where you leave off. And... You know, these are the kind of relationships you have to make to to win. How's your son like Buffalo so far? I don't know. Let's ask him. How do you like it, Bodie? <laughs> you like Buffalo so far? <laughs> See, so, he, so far he loves the experience, yeah, and you've it. wanted him to have this experience. Yeah, I've been, you know, like I said, it's been a long time coming, and it's great that he's of a good age where we tell him stories, and you know, he can watch you know, as many videos or highlights as you want. Or you can listen to mom or dad talk about their time somewhere. But uh, really taking it in in person is, uh, is something I think will you know, drive it home a little bit more, how important Buffalo has been to us uh, in our life and, and also uh, what it means to play in front of a great big crowd and, and a hockey mad city. And, and uh, you know, the kind of success we had here was uh, appreciated, and, and that was fun. You get to drop the puck in today's game uh, between the Sabres, but does it make it even better that it's the Sabres and the Ducks, your two teams you played, two of the teams you yeah. played with? Yeah, the bookend teams. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed my time in Anaheim. I found a great home there, and looking to be a little bit more subdued for family time uh, was big, big for me. But I went, we went to a great team in Anaheim that first year there, made the playoffs, and and felt like I was really contributing. And uh, but then. Um, the last couple of years were a little muddled up with COVID and, and stuff like that. So I was happy to get a, a chance to, to end things in a, on a good note. They were really good to me, you know, coming back with that last contract and, and getting tied to say goodbye in the last couple of weeks of the season. Really, we planned it all out and with the encouragement of Bob Murray, who was the GM at the time, and, and Sadzi Maharaj, Maharaj uh, who was the goalie coach. And, uh, you know, they were like, you got to take this in. You have to really take this moment. You got to say goodbye the right way. A lot of guys don't get this chance, and, uh, you know, they did it right for me and uh, allowed me to acknowledge my, the end of my career and say goodbye to everybody in the right way, and, uh, you know, that's going to stick with me as well. And uh, really appreciate that they did that, and and uh, I'm happy that uh, I can, you know, be in the building and, and, and come to another fun hockey game and, and be a part of it. Right now, being a husband and being a dad is your is is you know your priority. Is there going to come a time again? I know we've talked about this before, and I want to know if it's still a dream of yours to maybe, at some point, get back into hockey and mold a team and maybe run a team and be a GM. Is that still on your radar down the road? Yeah, I think it could be something I'm interested in. I, I certainly want to learn how to do it the right way, and I don't think now is the time to jump into anything. I'm trying to stay close to the game in other ways, working with hockey operations with the NHL as a consultant and um, looking for other avenues just to stay close and connected. I don't think uh, the way I kind of picture things is I'm tr like I, I am trying to be 
taking some family time and we have a nine month old at home and Bodie's just getting into the bulk of what will be his uh, impressionable years. So I, I want to be more available than not. So I think uh, it's going to be something where I have to be creative, figure it out. And then eventually, yeah, like I, I still am competitive. And I think that's why you see, you know, Drury, Breer, Greer, some of these guys, you know, ultimate competitors. And they just found a way to be that same competitive person in a different capacity. And I, I know that's going to have to be something where I, I need an outlet like that at some point. But right now I do feel strongly like family time is critical. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy with that. Is there ever going to be a day I'm going to call you Commissioner Miller? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have the chops for that. That. You know, I, I, I've, I've watched uh, I watched Gary work for a long time, and uh, uh, that, that is a smart man who does business uh, at a high level. And I, I'm happy to be hanging out and doing the hockey stuff. Well, Ryan, thanks. It's been a pleasure covering your career. It was a pleasure watching last there the two nights ago. And thanks for doing this. And best of luck uh, with everything you do. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Ryan Miller, back to you, Brian. That was former Sabre goaltender Ryan Miller with Paul Hamilton. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. Of course, Miller's name and number now high atop the rafters here at KeyBank Center. No one will ever wear number 30 again in the Buffalo Sabres organization history. Well, the Sabres with two straight... Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.